Join us as we explore timeless wisdom from around the world, seeking truths that resonate most for each individual. Welcome to Peace on Your Journey podcast. I'm John Lawyer, a former soldier turned spiritual traveler. At Kishar, we celebrate the journey of discovery together, delving into various religious, spiritual, and philosophical traditions. For a deeper dive into spirituality, join our vibrant online community at kishar.org. If you'd like to experience this production with dynamic art and video content, check out our YouTube channel at Peace on Your Journey. Hello, I'd like to share some of my past and how I came to be on this spiritual journey. My hope is that we can share stories and piece together the things that make the most sense about the world around us and this this universe that we all share. I grew up uh, in a Southern Baptist family, uh, but it was kind of strange because they were also liberal, so it was kind of a, an odd dichotomy. And I grew up in Oklahoma, and I was a little bit awkward as a child. I didn't necessarily fit in real well. And in high school, I had this sort of mini awakening. I didn't really know what was happening or or what was going on, but I just had this moment where I kind of uh, had this like amazing concept of kindness and how important that was in the world and how important that was for me. And really, after that, dealing with people and having good relationships and, and very meaningful ties to people became uh, much easier for me. And after uh, high school, I left Oklahoma joined the army and became a counterintelligence special agent and this is right around the year 2000 and after my training I went to my first unit and 9-11 happened and you know we were at war and that came with uh, obviously our unit went to Afghanistan I spent a lot of time in Kuwait and then we would end up you know invading Iraq and there you know it was uh this difficult situation, you know, where you're trying to do your job and, you know, crazy things are happening. There's, there's ballistic missiles flying in, launched at our, our camp that we were, were stationed at, uh, you know, just crazy stuff. And I even got married in Kuwait. Uh, my wedding certificate is actually in Arabic. And because I was in the military, I ended up spending the first year of marriage apart. Um, but I've been married for 20 years now. Uh, but I'd spent two and a half years total in Kuwait, and I kind of created this oasis for myself in the desert, you know, where I was completely engrossed in my job, and I loved it. It was something that I was good at, and, uh, you know, it was something that uh, that was very meaningful to me. After I got out of the Army, I became a contractor and spent about 18 months in Baghdad, Iraq. And, you know, when I was there, it was a... It was a pretty tumultuous time during the occupation of Iraq and uh, you know it was hard to see just the uh, kind of sadness and the the, the, the war-torn nature of the country that, that you know what had befallen it ever since we kind of had uh, launched our invasion and occupation and so I left Iraq and I would take a kind of took a break from everything and uh, my wife and I started a business uh, it didn't end up being successful, and even though I kind of told myself I was never going to go back to war, I ended up, you know, never say never, I ended up going back to to being a contractor. I went to Kandahar, Afghanistan, and worked for a U.S. Air Force unit there, and, you know, when I went there, I was pretty broken. I was broken financially. I was mentally in a bad place uh, because I was going back to war, 
you know, in my earlier years there, I, uh, I actually kind of had a breakdown, uh, uh, almost a nervous breakdown. Hardly anybody knew about it. I kept it to myself, but it was just, it was really hard. Uh, but then I became holy and fully dedicated to our mission there. You know, we, we were there to help protect people and uh, keep people safe at Kandahar Airfield. And like I said, I, I just dove into my work and, you know, it kind of takes an extremist to catch an extremist. And so I became just engrossed in this job of trying to do, to do my job the best that I could and help protect people. You know, at the time, this was the busiest runway on planet Earth. And I was spending 80 to 110 hours a week, seven days a week. And this is over six plus years. And I actually never left Afghanistan during that time, not even for short trips. So I was just there. Uh, and it's kind of hard to describe what it's like to be in a situation for that long. And I think there's a concept that stars that burn too bright can go supernova. And I think that I, I put all this time and energy into this and I just completely burn out. And I was kind of left to wonder this desert, you know, and there wasn't an oasis for me anymore. There was no, there was no light. And, you know, I had always realized this, but I became, it began to wear on me that the enemy were people too. And, you know, you see you're part of this military industrial complex and you see the evils that it can can have around it and inside of it. And I tell people now that Afghanistan is like the swamp of sadness from the Never Any Story. Uh, if you've never seen the Never Any Story, maybe you've heard of it when you watch Stranger Things when they're talking about it. But it's the swamp of sadness is this thing that can consume you and you can get lost in it. But I think eventually I would make it out, which is part of my story. So I came home uh, after having spent 11 years in the desert over the course of about 15 years. So in 2015, I came back home and kind of uh, was done with that part of my life. And I knew that it was time to heal. But I didn't really have any concept of what healing even looked like. And so I went to the VA and, and asked for help. And, you know, the VA gets a lot of uh, hate. Some of it probably deserved. But they helped me. Um, and, you know, they probably saved my life. And I think that at the same time, you know, I've, I was carrying the trauma of just being under the constant threat of attack, whether it be from ballistic missiles in Kuwait or, you know, looking through gruesome videos, uh, for intelligence purposes, you know, IEDs and car bombs in Iraq, uh, rockets, you know, huge truck bomb in Kandahar. You know, there was always this idea that you could die. And I think that's hard. It's traumatic. And then I think there's this shameful fact that most people won't admit to that are at war for a long time, that you get addicted to it. And so my, my brain was physiologically rewired for this, you know, adrenaline or whatever, however you want to look at it. It, it was just physiologically different. And the VA kind of helped explain some of this to me. And I ended up with a therapist there who specialized in this Eastern approach to healing. Uh, she was very much into mindfulness and hypnosis. And, you know, the chances of finding someone like that in the VA are probably in the the low half a percent or below. It was really, really odd to be paired with someone like this. And it was amazing. And she really helped me. I've tried in the years since I've come home to piece together some semblance and become a functional human. But everything had still remained fuzzy until about a year and a half ago. I wasn't consciously on a spiritual path or anything like that. 
but suddenly I had this this really deep moment of clarity and understanding. I mean, some might call it awakening or enlightenment or whatever word or label you want to put on it. I don't think it matters. It was just, it was, it was just uh, everything made sense to me. Uh, I knew that everything uh, out there. Uh, I knew that I was everything and that everything was me. And I suddenly saw the world from this ominous or universalist view where all this great human thought from all over the planet and throughout time had validity, wisdom, and power. That it's all saying the same thing even if it's in different ways and that even if it looks different to this person or that person, it's all coming from the same place. And that it's okay if it looks different to me compared to what it looks like to you because that's the beauty of it and we're all these beautiful powerful and whole people inside of us even if we don't even if we don't know it or realize it and i also saw that the destination was way less important than the journey itself and that the journey was the best part it was also clear that i was really meant to go share my journey with people and have have them share their journeys with me because I think that we can all be teachers and we can all be students because we all have stuff that we can share and we all have things that we can learn. And I knew that I wanted to form a spiritual community where people could share their experiences, come together and, and have all these varying perspectives that was very open, where we were all open to the universe. Uh, a place that would be warm inviting, very anti-dogmatic, that was based on ominous and universalist principles. But you know, since I hadn't been on, well, I guess you're always on a journey, even if you don't know it. But I didn't realize I was on a spiritual path or on my spiritual journey. And so when this happened to me, I wasn't familiar with the nomenclature and the definitions and all the things that come with being kind of in this spiritual you know, the spiritual place of being in this real world that we all occupy. And so I had this hunger to dive in and consume as much knowledge as I could and try to figure this thing out. Uh, Because I'd had this great moment of understanding. It was almost like I had to work backwards so that I could better communicate what had happened both with myself and also talk to other people about it. And so dozens of books later... And having read or watched uh, a big chunk of the internet, I'm here, you know, sitting here talking to you today. And so what I want to do is publish a couple of YouTube videos a week. And one of those will be a discussion just like this, where I'm talking about my journey and perspectives on things. Uh, And the other one will be uh, covering, you know, some of these books that I've read and, and some of these real notable pieces and works uh, you know, like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or, you know, Be Here Now by, by Ram Das or the Bhagavad Gita, you know, whatever it may be, I think that it's good for us to talk about these, these books and what do they mean to us. And I want to let you know what they mean to me. And so I've created a, a spiritual nonprofit community with an online presence that, so that people can come together and, and have a warmer experience than, than just normal social media and our community is located at kishar.org 
Uh, we named our community Kishar after the Sumerian goddess representing Mother Earth because Mother Earth and nature and, and all that is just so important. And Kishar also represents the line on the horizon. And I think there's this wonderful link between that, that line on the horizon and this journey that we're all on. And so why don't we come together to work out the mysteries of the universe and put this puzzle together? And we can be open to the universe and know that our perspectives might shift or change, and that's okay, because we're always in motion. The universe is always in motion, and I think being in motion and change is, is one of the few absolutes that exist in the world. And then we can you know, respect one another, and we can have differing viewpoints. And one thing I've also come to understand is that regardless of how deep we get into our spiritual journey, we still live here in the real world. And so I also want to make sure people know that there are resources to stay grounded and that in these blocks of life, such as health and wellness or our job, you know, personal relationship, things like that, you know, we can stay grounded in life and keep perspective in this real world, real world that we have to occupy. And that gives us more space for our spiritual journey. It makes us even more likely to be successful in this, this path that we're on. And I hope to keep seeing you as I make my way down this path. And as I leave you now, I wish you peace on your journey.